Turn podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Jackson Jr. Alongside me, of course, always, always, always. Devin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm burning up, but I'm doing good. That's good. You know, you're in Indiana. How how hot is it right now in Indiana? It's 91 degrees. It's 91 degrees. How hot was it when you came down here? Was it like in the 80s or something like that? When did you come down? This was June. Yeah, oh, there was no. Oh, it couldn't have been the eighties. Oh no, nah, it definitely. Oh man, it just didn't feel hot. It just right. like everybody's like, "It's gonna be hot when you go out there. You better get some water." I'm like, "It's not even hot." Like out here, it just be you be hot, but then you get that little side plate of humidity. Man, and me and Devin was working out when he came to Arizona. We went on a hike. We did them rocky steps. Man, it was we went. Yeah, it was vicious. We wrestled. Pause. We actually wrestled in a, a federation. You know, we wrestled at Arizona Wrestling Federation. Shout out to them. Shout out to Jay Garland. So, yeah, it's just, it was awesome. All in all, just pretty cool. Pretty fun time. Devin, do you, do you want, do you want me to yell now or do you want me to yell later? Uh, you might, yeah, I mean, you just get it out now. I mean, you know, you can't hold everything. Yeah, you know, you just. Can't you know just let it out now? Hold on, hold on. First off, we got we we gotta we gotta we gotta run through some stuff real fast. We didn't go over WrestleMania backlash. We didn't have a review, we didn't have no predictions. We're not gonna have a review. Why? Because why would we do that? Why would we do that? We if we did a WrestleMania prediction list, why are we doing a WrestleMania backlash prediction list? We already knew what was gonna happen. And if me and Devin would have did it, we probably would have all the same answers. If that if that was the case, we would probably would have just been guessing just to you know get one wrong or to be you know unpredictable. Why would we do that to y'all? All in all, WrestleMania Backlash was I right to me. Devin, did, how, like how was WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, it, it could just be backlash at this point, man. It's just, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely yeah. It's, it was foolish. Yeah, it's just. I mean, look, it is only six matches on the card. You only had one championship on the line. And these are the matches. They could have been anywhere else. Like, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. That could have been a match you could have saved for this Friday. Yeah. Let's put it on this Sunday's premium live event. Nah, it's... The build to it was horrible. That's why it's... It it turned out like the matches themselves were okay for what they were. They were were good, but just trying to go into it. Nobody was really looking for it like that. At least I know I wasn't. Yeah, no, I wasn't either. It was pretty. It was. It, I wouldn't say it was boring because Seth and Cody obviously they performed. We obviously know who won that. I mean, the the Charlotte Ronda Rousey that performed. I was shocked. I don't want to see Ronda with a, a women's uh, championship. That's foolish in itself. Because as soon the minute she gets booed, she she doesn't want it no more. You know, her feelings get hurt. I'm not trying to say this in like a horrible, bad way, but when all you do is talk bad about the fans, but all you want is success, you know, you, you just, you're not, that, I don't know what you're aiming to get. I don't know what you're looking for. So we'll see how this title reign shows out. Charlotte's going to be gone for a while. 
the, the Roman the bloodline match, bloodline versus RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. That obviously we knew who was gonna win that. You know, when does when does Roman ever lose? You know, and there were no stakes. And there, no, yes, good, great point. No stakes at all. They could have just put all their titles on the line for this match. Winner gets all the winner. They winner gets uh, the winning side gets all the belts. Call it a day. So, I just I don't know. That was that's foolish, but you know we're we're living in 2022 in WWE, so we anything's possible at this point. Uh, but all in all, WrestleMania Backlash bland match. If anything, I bland pay per view. Anything I give it five out of ten. Premium live. You know what I meant. Okay, <laughs> since you since you since you got me started, Devin. My review is bleeding into this episode today. Shout out Wild 110. We're on Wild 110 at 7 o'clock in Indy, 6 o'clock in Hammond, Indiana, East Chicago, in that Chicago area. And what? 1 o'clock. No, 4, 7, 6, 4 o'clock out here in Arizona. So be on the lookout for that. Wild 110. Shout out Wild 110. But look, you watched AEW, right? I did. You seen the pay-per-view, right? I did. Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy fought for the Owen Hart Foundation match. The Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Oh, you made that guy. Did I see the main event? You, you didn't say pay-per-view. I, I, what? I said pay-per-view? Yeah. You know what I meant. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I said it. I knew what you meant. I was like, yeah. And I just didn't want somebody like, what? Pay-per-view? What pay-per-view? Oh, my well, God. Yeah, you, I was like, they knew what I Yeah, I like, they knew what I mean. Yeah, somebody, yeah. Somebody freaking out about this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy, out of nowhere, this is a notice qualification match. Devin, if it's a notice qualification match and there's nothing hanging above the ring, why do you need a ladder? <laughs> to be extra. To be extra. Why are there chairs? Lined up in a row, Jeff Hardy, an elderly, you know, what is what is the, the flying enigma? We just, at this point, he's just an enigma. I, I don't want to see no more flying from this man. He's all the way right next to these chairs. Darby Allen, had, with the ladder in the ring, is on top of this ladder, does his own version of a swanton, a senton, pretty much, and lands on Jeff Hardy and these chairs. Uh, what we're not going to talk about the match. We're just talking about this spot because I said something in this review that I have to bring into this. WWE doesn't have the WWE in their packages. They have don't try this at home in their video games. Don't try this at home. We've been seeing this as we were born. AEW doesn't have that. Have you ever seen an AEW? Don't try this at home video. No, no. Because they're they're the ones that's not listening to WWE. That's the problem, pretty much. But Devin, uh, what is your what was your thoughts on this spot, and was this what is why is this necessary? Yeah, so this the far from farthest from being necessary at all. I mean, look at it. It was the Owen Hart tournament. Like, why would you have to go this far out and crazy for an Owen Hart tournament? That was nothing. He he never was doing stuff like that. Like it's not even representing him in terms of like that match type and how that match went. You bringing out ladders and a regular no disqualification match for what? For what? You're not trying to get to anything. You having a couch of steel chairs. That's not doing anything. You know, it's just it wouldn't make sense in a match like that anyway. Like we trying to qualify. I mean, we trying to move into it, advancing a tournament. But I'm gonna just break my body down. In as many pieces as I can, and still know I gotta go still advancing further in this tournament. That would make sense from a psychological standpoint. Why would I want to break myself in pieces knowing I still gotta come back next week and beat another guy who wasn't even in a match I was in? That man was in a regular match. Adam Cole was in a regular wrestling match. He didn't have to go do a swan a, a, a swanton off of steel steps. So and, you know, it's just it's it's really impractical. It made no sense, and it was highly unnecessary. They could have just had a normal. I mean, even if they wanted to have no no DQ match, like cool, but like bringing out the ladder and all that other stuff they did, no, unnecessary and unnecessary. So, 
No, I definitely agree. That's I never even thought about that, too. I never even thought about that. When you're on top of that ladder, you just, man, I got to wrestle three other guys, you know, three other guys. But no, but let me just ruin my back real fast. Exactly. And these are young guys, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. And watching Sammy Guevara in his promo, one of his promos, people saying, I'm going to shorten my career, but I don't care. I'm doing this for y'all. That broke my heart. I was like, please care. Like, I want to see you wrestle till you're like 50. But like, I if you're doing these flips, expecting somebody to catch you, they're not going to catch you when you land on your neck. I'm glad you've, you know, made it this far, doing what you could do. But there's a time limit to everything. Sean, Sean Michaels wasn't doing all them flips and his back still gave out. I'm not being funny. That's just how it is. You know, even though he got landed on a coffin, you know, it was just a freak thing that happened. Sean Michael's career is still shortened. It's just a lot of foolishness that goes on with all this. And like you said, it's an Owen Hart Foundation tournament. The, this is a technical wrestler. And, uh, and a technical wrestler in Dax Harwood lost to a Shawn Michaels-like gimmick character in Adam Cole. You know, similar uh, in, in similarity in characters. It's weird. You know, you got Darby, you know, no disqualification match. If I... I mean, if I could go back and see Owen Hart in a Texas Death Chainsaw Massacre horror film match, then okay, maybe that's cool. You know, maybe there's a point. I wonder how Bret Hart feels about this. How come if Bret, I want to hear Bret Hart's response to this? Maybe we should hear that because maybe we care a little bit too much. But I want to see these guys wrestle for a really long time, and it sucks that they don't care. And let me, matter, I'm glad, I'm glad I had to bring that up because I actually took a picture, I took a screenshot of some of the comments. AEW reposted the Darby Allen bump spot. And one guy commented, that was unnecessary. Dot, dot, dot. And uh, somebody says, nah, stuff like that got me into wrestling. Another, another comment, you people want no matches to be memorable? Y'all want arm drags for 20 minutes? Risk needs to be taken. This is why this business is still around. Another person, it was perfectly necessary. <laughs> and the last person, this last person says, it was a wonderful way to tribute Owen Hart, especially in front of his widow. That was genuinely sincere. That wasn't being, you know, sorry, that wasn't sarcasm. But that's AEW fans. That's, that. it is 100% necessary. They said, do you want to see arm drags for 20 minutes? Is that what WWE is doing? I'm not trying to play the WWE versus AEW. Because AEW puts on great matches. I love them both equally. I'm lying. Let me stop lying to y'all like that. But I like, obviously, I grew up with WWE. I'm trying to learn how to love AEW. But that doesn't, I, I judge them both equally. I'm not biased when I judge both of them. But when you look at AEW's work, when you look at AEW's fans, totally different. They say you don't want these to be memorable. CM, CM Punk had CM Punk wrestled MJF twice. Both of them are memorable. They didn't have no ladder, you know, hell in a cell, flaming death chair match. Like, there doesn't have if that's what these fans really think, they don't want they don't want to see you wrestle long term. They just want to see you do those bumps. And when you when when you mess up your back, you you they just go on to the next person. There's gonna be another ricochet. You know, if you know if unfortunate circumstances happen, and I'm not wishing that on nobody, but I'm saying these fans that are saying, "Oh, well, this is wrestling now. This is the new thing." And if you don't like it, you're just an old man that likes arm drags in 20 minutes. Unnecessary. If you you don't want, you're not you don't like wrestling. You know, I don't think you're a wrestling fan to me. Here's a person that likes huge spots, and then when that person gets seriously hurt, you go on to the next wrestler that does a, a more crazy insane spots. Is that does that make sense, Devin? Or am I am I just a grandfather right now? <laughs> no, no, no. It makes perfect sense. You can put the older people stuff away. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's perfect because look in that match. You know, you can you can you you can do that type of stuff like the MJL CM Punk thing. Like they built up all that you know, anger towards each other, animosity. So when they had that last bloody match that they had, it felt earned. It felt like that was the end of their story. This is the culmination of all this hate, all this jealousy, all this, I'm, I'm going to do that to you. But for this, for a tournament, 
like I said, you have other people you have to get ready to face after this match. Why would you? You don't go into a tournament and wrestle every match like it's your last one. You trying to get through the tournament, obviously. I'm trying to put this guy away as quick as I can. That's how you would look at a tournament. But this was just, we're two extreme people, so let's just be extreme, regardless of the fact of what we got to go through after this. That's where it's like, it's it's a bit off because it's just like, if they were having a deep rivalry where like they hated each other, I'll just do anything I can to, to you know destroy this man. Then I get it. Maybe you could jump off a ladder from the ring onto a couch full of a couch like looking steel chairs onto somebody. Maybe you could. But for a tournament like this, no. And I get some people, oh my God, you know, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was it just didn't fit the the it didn't fit where this match was what it was trying to do, what it should have done, if that's why I can put it. <laughs> I just laughed because you went from really, really yeah, it just don't make no sense to if that's just how I would put it. It was like it's just like a balloon deflated. You just got it all out of your system. You know, because you. like I because I looked at it like how I see it, like you know, yeah, you could do that if you got these right pieces and that pieces, but that's not what they did. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's just once I came back to reality, I was deflated. I was like, Well, that's not what I saw last night, is it? <laughs> The Heel Turn Podcast. But man, one thing, one thing I saw last night was Eric Bischoff and CM Punk and their whatever they had going on because it looked like Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff went on his podcast and he talked about CM Punk's claims that the casual fan doesn't exist. And so Bischoff went to his podcast and said, if AEW ever wants to get the other 900 fans in the room, they'll need to stop booking for one small segment of the audience. So CM Punk said, wrestling Twitter needs to stop amplifying all the old head, bad faith, bad take, carny dip stuffs. They had their moments in the sun. Let them die in the dark with their ego podcast. Quote me. So obviously Eric Bischoff still has some more stuff to say. He said he convinced himself since he could win scripted fights that he could win a that he could win a real one, and there's a picture of CM Punk. Uh, you know the infamous, you know his face is all battered up in the UFC ring. Then he says, "Okay, so I'm not Hogan or Savage, Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole. They're not the outsiders. I see the parallels, but this is totally different. I'll go ahead and say it, and people can quote me, and they'll be pissed off about it. But to me, this is bigger. How is that working out?" I have no problem burning bridges. I know how to swim. That was Eric Bischoff. He had the last word. Devin, responses? Yeah, yikes. Look, it's... <laughs> uh, would you consider yourself a wrestling old head? I don't way I would. <laughs> so would you... So But would, I don't... Oh, sorry. No, I'm saying, so going into, like, Eric Bischoff. And his ideology, you know, going into it. Like, what do you think about CM Punk saying there is no casual fan anymore? And Eric Bischoff pretty much saying, no, there's only casual fans to AEW. You know, there's only, you guys only appeal to a certain group. So that's just y'all. You know, does that make sense? I, I can see. Look, okay. So, Trisha, I want to hit this, uh, attack this. I can I feel like there still there still is a casual audience for professional wrestling because those are people that just just watch it just watch it they don't know everything that's going on they don't know what's you know not everybody keeps up on everything like that they just watch it just to enjoy it and sometimes that's the that's the sometimes that's the type of mindset I may flick to if I'm really enjoying a match I don't care no more I don't care about what's going on I'm enjoying what I'm seeing in front of me so I mean this still is and. You know, there are some times with AEW where, like, they'll do things where they're expecting you to, like, you know who this is? Do you know what this is referencing? And it's like, no, no. Like when CM Punk came out with his Ring of Honor, um, uh, you know, attire, I should say. You know, things he wore then with the music. And some people just didn't get that at the time. Like, they're like, I didn't, I I didn't. didn't watch. Yeah, and that's like, that's not that person's fault. You know, they're watching your product right now just because they don't know something 
that could be related to your product from like 15 years ago, that's not on them. That's about what they're watching right now. And if they don't know, that's fine. Like, that's okay. That's like, that's not, a, like, that person that doesn't know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's okay. And that's where I can kind of see like, that's that standpoint of like AEW does cater to those hardcore people that would know and people that don't are like left in the dark. Like, uh, that's how they go on Twitter. Like, what is that supposed to be? And then they may get attacked by somebody. How, how you didn't know what that is? Get out of here. You know, man, you know, and it's like, that's how it's going to be watching the forbidden door. I ain't, I ain't gonna know that much too. nobody. That too. I mean, it's fine to have those things, but also just always, and I mean that that's with everything though. That's like even that's like even Marvel movies, for instance. Like just saying, like you watching it, like oh, who is that? Where that come from? Then it's that one person, <laughs> me probably. Oh, that's so and so from such and such. Am I gonna go turn my head and slap that person? Like man, how you ain't know that was so and so from uh Fantastic Four or whatever. You stupid. No, we just sitting here trying to enjoy what's in front of us. So from that standpoint, I don't necessarily want to agree with Eric Bischoff, but I get what he's saying. Wow, I need a heel turn sounder. Man, I want to agree with Eric Bischoff. I ain't trying to crap all over CM Punk, but you know. No, I just... I guess I'm just lost, like I said, from that Ring of Honor thing. I remember that whole thing where that that guy didn't know what the, you know, like, yeah, like you say, you didn't know the, because I when I heard the music, I didn't know, but like I didn't, I didn't go like, Izzy, man, you stupid. How you ain't know that was uh, CM Punk's music when he was in Ring of Honor? Get out of here. Turn your TV off. Matter of fact, cut your electricity off. You stupid. I didn't do that. Just let you enjoy it. Like, it's more to it than just that reference right there. Like, it's fine. It That's feels- why I said it. There is a divide in fans, and like that's okay. It does feel like that watching AEW though, when somebody's like all up on you, like when you don't know something, because the crowd will go crazy if you don't know one particular thing in AEW. It looks like they get offended. Somebody just literally said this was unnecessary, and just got so you just like arm drags for twenty minutes. I think that is the wildest quote. That's just the wildest (laughs) quote to me. I'm sorry. You you just can't you just you can't compare a normal, traditional, just regular storytelling great match to what we saw and say you just want to watch Iron Drags? Really? Do I want to just watch people jump off ladders all day? I don't want to see that either. Right. So I guess we I'm I'm watching Sting doing crossbodies over here. I'm like, oh my God, that's unsafe. Oh, so you just want to watch arm drags? You're an arm drag guy. (laughs) (laughs) Arm dragger. Arm dragger. Get him out of here. He's boring. Like everybody's just I went over here getting escorted by Warlow, like everyone like, get me out of there. But no, it's just arm stupid. dragger. Yeah, I'm just an arm dragger. That's gonna be a new thing here. Do you think I didn't mean to just put my finger like that, but do you think that may be why not necessarily you, you kind of see how like I hate to do this, like bring in WWE because this has nothing to do with them, but given how AEW doesn't mind reaching back, going like, oh, how about this reference back here? Mm, this Ring of Honor thing, you remember that? Do you think like how WWE kind of like approaches it where we can know somebody from, you know, the indie scene or maybe somewhere else, but once they're there, that, how can I, that, what you're absorbing from watching there is what you're watching from there. Like it's not really that many pullbacks from other places where like you may not have known it, you know, do you think maybe they approach it that way to eliminate that confusion to the audience so they can digest it just a bit better. I mean, it, it may feel unnecessary, like the name changes or maybe music change, but it may not be a strong correlation there, but I'm kind of looking like maybe that's their way of trying to appeal to a broader audience. Just like everything you see here is us. It makes Forget sense. about everything. But you're setting somebody up to fail when you name them Butch and put them in a tank top. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just like, well, look, 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 you can go about it better. I'm not saying that they're perfect at it because that is horrible. That's a horrible thing to do. But like, I I just felt maybe that was their their way of trying to basically just group that person for their WWE product, not what they've done. Was you know what? Then again. Maybe they're too into it because that person NXT is part of WWE. And they act like that's a independent place somewhere else, and then they come in like, "Who are you? Man, you Bush now." Yeah, exactly. But see, I just, I just feel maybe that approach. If they were good at it, that's how they could try to broaden the audience a bit. Like, where you're not trying to leave anybody out. Everybody pretty much is on the same page while they're watching. 
but right. it's not gonna always be like that. But you could always get better at that. WWE. Yeah, no, they set people up for failure. And AEW, AEW make you look really good. Your debut, and they're like, all right, you can, you can, you can just sit over there now. <laughs> you like, get right, what you did. Out, you can just go over there. I don't know. So about real quick. You can go on. You can go on YouTube real quick. You can just, just put you on the tube. You could be a YouTuber for a second. But no, that's that's pretty much how it's sad. It's sad. It's how it is. But uh. The Heel Turn Podcast. Let's get let's 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 move on to your most to the well. I don't know if this will be your favorite topic of the day because it's actually it should be a little worrisome because Roman Reigns is no longer advertised for Hell in a Cell. In the original poster, it looks like he's replaced by Cody. That's kind of that's kind of this this kind of messed up. <laughs> he's replaced by Cody Rhodes. So they said he signed a new deal for WWE, and that's going to allow him to cut back on live events and everything else. So, uh, Devin, your thoughts. Are we going to see the Tribal Chief lose his title sometime soon? And what does this mean for his schedule? Where would he, How often are we going to see this man? I mean, man, Dang, it's been crazy. Whoa. I got the shirt and everything, man. You mean to tell me we ain't going to see no more Tribal Chief? Dang, this man but no, I ain't. You just an arm dragger. He gonna look at me, call me an arm dragger. Arm dragger, get out of here. But man, no, it's all oh, theatrics aside. No, I it's crazy. Like I don't. Uh, ever since they put two championships on him, that makes it tough. Like if he had the universal championship and the WWE championship was somewhere else doing, you know, whatever, then cool, we could kind of do that. It's like when Brock had it and he was going doing whatever. They still had the WWE Championship as well, or vice versa. I read mean, the picture was at the time, but yeah, I don't know. That's tough for your top guy to be replaced—not not replaced, but you know, just absent for like the next pay per view like that. I I don't know where they're going. I'm not saying the man don't deserve any time off. It's just the time off after you win both main championships. Pretty tough. I can see if he lost, then I'm like, yeah, he deserve a break. But he won, so it's like where you go from now. Like you are you not really done yet, are you? Yeah, it's right. tough, especially for me. I don't know about you. You probably go there happy. No more tribal chief. Yeah. I mean, I'm just chill. I mean, I do I do like tribal chief. I'm a fan, but I'm not a I'm not a head of the table shirt wearing fan. Not to like, <laughs> nah, what, what what's it called? It's I am a fan of Roman. I do really like Roman and everything he does. It's just the fact that you just murdered everybody on the roster. Who's like, literally, I don't know who is going to be taking this spot for you to take a break. I feel like you just have to go up to Vince. Yeah, here, take these. Hit him with a Brock Lesnar, throw these titles here. Here, take them. I don't want these no more. I'm going to go see my family. <laughs> I'm going to go make some movies. Do you think Do you think Roman Reigns go to Hollywood? He could. Do you I think do. he goes to Hollywood? Like right now? Like, okay. After, no, I think after, during his break, when when he drops the titles, or even soon, do you think it'll happen soon? I would say he does. Dang, I I, I hate to see it, but I mean, the man been in a movie with his cousin, who's one of the biggest. You know, how can I say this? I'm gonna say poster boys, but I'm like <laughs> like the biggest example of transitioning from WWE to Hollywood. So I mean, all the advice or whatever he would need is right there. Like I say, he's already been in a big motion picture, so he would pretty much probably know who to talk to, how to get in there, how to get his feet wet with it. And if it's lucrative for him, that's what he'll probably do. What I do, I want to see him go do that. If it's best for him, then yeah. But it's tough and. I just don't want it to be another thing where another person coming up gonna be, yeah, Roman, go go on to Hollywood. We've seen that too many times now. Like it's like a cycle. You it know? is a cycle. You, it has you to go happen. to Hollywood. I hate you. Then I'm gonna go to Hollywood. Ten years later, somebody gonna hate me. And then they gonna go to Hollywood. And ten years, somebody gonna hate them. Rinse, repeat. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, megastar, had to fight The Rock. The Rock, megastar, had to fight John Cena. John Cena, megastar, had to fight Roman. Roman, hey, Austin Theory, like this. I'm just playing like Austin Theory, like this stuff. Man, this could just get it together. Austin Theory might have to tell him to, hey, go back to Hollywood. 
He might do that. If you, if it was up to you, your Vince McMahon, who are who's next? Just trying to put myself in that. Give me, shoes. give me three people. <laughs> if you could give me three people off the top of your head, who would be next? Who you got? Take Roman spot. To take Roman spot and successfully, oh. successfully go crazy with it. Okay. I'm gonna say, obviously, I'm gonna take what. Vince McMahon obviously put out there WrestleMania, but Theory. Really? If, I mean, he he put it out there, man. The man already said it. He said, I'm from Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon already even said it. Man, he, that's, you, a, that's a cop that, it's out. A, no, 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 no. That's a cop no, no, no. out. But I'm not done yet. I'm not done. You told me three. You told me three, ain't it? Three. I told you now, three. Now one, now one can be, you know, just be he like, whatever. Well, if I'm Vince McMahon, then I'm that's a... I, that's, that's a softball hit, man. That's a, man. But, but no, I got you. I got you, though. I got you. I got you. So you got that guy. That's not, it's going to take a group, but that's that guy. Possibility there. Uh, only other person I can see, like, actually toppling Roman is Drew. I mean, he's been to the top, but beating, beating Roman is going to be getting to the top of the top. Like, you on top of the bottom, he flipped it over. He flipped it again, now you on top. That's the only person I can see the way he just been built up where I can see it and I wouldn't be like, man, that made no sense. How Drew be him? You know, you could also play it back to Survivor Series. Like, you know, what you said to me, Roman, saying I'm going to always be number two, that bothered me. Take this Claymore. Hey, we do have a texter in our chat right now. Shout out to A. Dizzle. To be fair, though, what's left for Roman to do other than to lose the titles? Cody ain't ready yet, and he's like the only one set up to beat Roman. And that to be nice. honest, I was that was gonna be my first thing I was gonna say. I was like, I would give it the title to Cody, but I feel like he'll fumble it so somehow. I just don't think he's a top guy, not yet. I feel like he's a top guy that's just this close to making it. Like he's that guy that he's just he could have won it's the attainable. title. You just gotta play it right. Like he has a story going for it but you've got to plan out yeah once he accomplishes that story now what's next or else is it going to fall flat on his face i don't know i think he's that was my that was my last pick look i mean this with no disrespect he's gonna be like his father like and he can't win the big one you know under vince big man that's my that's my prediction i don't mean i don't mean that in an ill will way but that was always a controversial thing. Dusty never won the big one with Vince. I think Cody might fall under that same category. Uh, Aaron also says, picture this. Roman goes into Hollywood and John Cena comes back. Look, if John Cena come back full time, I cry. Yeah. Wait I, a minute. No, 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 look. on my knees. I ain't crying. I ain't crying. I'm finding the, far, the closest party city store I can find, and I'm straight clowning. I'll be clowning that man every week if that happened. Look, I'd cry. Trying to, trying to duck and dodge. Oh, tribal chief. He lead. Now you want to come in. You can't see me. Can you see me? Who was your, who was your second pick? Oh, I said Drew. Then I was going to say Cody. Uh, Cody. Oh, Drew, Cody, and Austin Theory. I can't believe you said Theory. This dude said Theory. Now look, the man himself said it. Vincent K said it. The future universal champion, Theory. I just couldn't believe this. I just I can't mean, believe this man, man said that. He literally said, if you were in the shoes of this McMahon, what would you think? And in the shoes <laughs> I can't believe you chose this man over Seth Rollins. I mean, well, see, I was looking at it like your question, like, who's going to be that next upcomer to, like, take the ring, you know, and actually longevity-wise. Because I, I just don't – I wouldn't pick Seth Rollins necessarily because him and Roman both – I just feel like when they both wind down, they may wind down at this around the same time. Seth may be around a little longer because he don't have all that uh, plans and stuff going for him, like Hollywood and maybe this and that. And he been to the top before. Roman I got mean, one foot out the door already. Seth, Seth still well, got. A, I feel like Seth got a decent amount in the tank at least. Well, see, I, I mean, he done a lot too, though. Like I'm, the, I was looking towards the future, like who's gonna be the next. But you already won the title. But Drew, like, I mean, but he still ain't – he done did it, but look at the, the time he did it. Like, He it didn't murdered have, everybody. He's the pandemic champion. 
Well, see, that's what I'm saying. I hate to just label him just pandemic champion. Why you can't be champion whenever? We never look at Roman and say he's a pandemic oh, champion. That's why I brought up Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has already been champion. The last time they fought against each other at the Royal Rumble, Roman just randomly just murdered my guy with a chair. Hey. There's still blood there. Seth comes, takes the title. He's set. And tell me Seth is going to... Look, Seth is going to be amazing. Oh, and Aaron... Hey, Dizzle, he wasn't on my list. I'm sorry. I'm going to say his name after I give the next two. Aaron, Aaron had a good one. I didn't say his name. But uh, what? Seth Rollins? May throw Bobby Lashley in there again? Bobby Lashley's last run was full. He was injured during his last run. They just kind of threw it on there. Get, get freaking Edge out the way, and let's build up AJ Styles. Give AJ Styles a decent run. AJ Styles hasn't done nothing at all. He's he's been he's been messing around with the House of Edge, the House of the, the well, I don't even know what to call him. The House of Edge, they got, Judgment they got Day, Dave. Like, yeah. <laughs> Day. Like it's just it's just a lot. Shout out to Rhea Ripley. She joined the she joined the squad. I really liked it. But Aaron, Aaron says, uh, I can't believe Brian Breaker isn't on the list. We'll see because I I just. I guess I was looking at you how you were saying, like, Roman got his foot out the door. Like, it's immediate. Like, we got to find somebody now who's credible. Not saying Braun Breaker can't be credible. I just can't see it right now. I think Braun Breaker will beat Austin Theory. Oh, yeah. Well, see, well, see, now if, we, if Braun Breaker was on the main roster, I wouldn't have never said that. Braun Breaker's still NXT champion. Now, unless he finna be an NXT champion and Universal WWE Undisputed champion, then that man finna be a GOAT for ages after that. But... <laughs> Hey, that that is that you know what that's that is a great contender right there. And I like I say, like I would agree. I would put him definitely over theory. The I man has you choose Austin Theory over Seth Rollins. That man, you know, because I'm look. I mean, I just don't look at Seth Rollins as the the future. I'm sorry, he's here now. He ain't got the championship. So I mean, I'm looking at what the future is gonna hold. In the future, I'm sorry. Is not Seth freaking Rollins. Can Seth freaking Rollins beat Austin Theory? Yeah. He's not the fit. Look, man, what do you want from me and out of this right here? Because <laughs> I, I just will. Because I, I will. For, for Austin Theory, got- for Theory to be credible, he just has to beat people. So I'm like, if Theory's champion, who is he going to defend this title against? That's- Brown Breaker. <laughs> You guys, let's move on. Let's move on. Aaron, Aaron, get on you with this, man. So, let's get it. Let's get on, man. Let's. We gotta. We gotta move on for this. I can't wait for Aaron respond to this with the quickness. Please. Somebody though, something out there. But uh, let's go on. Let's go on to some more foolishness. The heel turn podcast. Bianca Belair had something to say. She was on a Ring the Bell podcast. And she talked about her match with Becky Lynch. And she says, and I quote, well, for me, we're the only two women that have won the main event of WrestleMania. So automatically, you know, for us, that was a huge match. But what I'll say is every match on the card was deserving to be on WrestleMania. But I'll say it was hard to follow. And so when you put on a match where it's hard for everybody to follow, that means nobody is supposed to follow it. Meaning when you're putting on a match that great, you know, a match that Bianca and Becky put on, nobody should be allowed to follow it, meaning it should go last. Devin, what are your thoughts on Bianca Belair saying? This is night one. If I, if correct me if I'm wrong, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens was night one too. Am I am I right? Yes. Can you explain to me why Bianca Belair thinks she needs to be uh, last? She needs to be after Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin should not go in the main event. Look, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Okay. My thing is, and this was my whole thing. Somebody may, somebody may try to do something to me for saying this. But it's all good because I'm here for it. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is he a legend? Hell yes. Give me a hell yeah. Is this, is this the first time since Stone Cold Steve Austin walked away from the inner ring? Was he at WrestleMania? Hell no. The man literally was at WrestleMania. Well, I've seen this man at WrestleMania 21. I saw this man at WrestleMania 25. I saw this man at WrestleMania 20, 
I believe he was at WrestleMania 27. WrestleMania 30. I mean, it's not like it was like, oh my God, I ain't seen Stone Cold at WrestleMania in like 10 years. Oh my God, what? And look, the build-up, they didn't even know what they were going to do. They didn't know if they were going to get a match out of Stone Cold. Was it just going to be a regular little sit-down? Because I've seen that now. I've seen Stone Cold come out. He talked to somebody, you know, and eventually at the end, he's going to get a beer, stunner, and put my hands up, and that's it. And this is not taking away nothing from the legend of Stone Cold Steve Austin, but on that grandest stage, not knowing what I'm going to get out of that segment, then that's why I wasn't really crazy for it because I've seen it before. But now looking at this Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch match, that match, like I was saying before, I was exhausted afterwards. And you was looking at me like, how you was exhausted? What you mean? You probably just sitting there. I wasn't. Only because I wanted to, I wanted everything to be done right. I didn't want no injustice in front of me. And that match, in terms of Bill, was literally built from SummerSlam when Bianca lost in the most craziest, quick way ever. And she told her, back of the line, word I'm not going to say right now. And what Bianca do? From SummerSlam, building all the way up to Elimination Chamber, she did. She lasted out all the women in the Survivor Series, showing like she, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. And then Elimination Chamber beat everybody up. I got my ticket to WrestleMania. I earned that. I'm back. You saw me back in the line. Here I am. Now, the reason I'm bringing all this up is because, remember, I always said WrestleMania should be a payoff of investment of the whole prior year. <laughs> now, you... And I, I give it, it, it may not matter no more, obviously. Maybe I am an old head just going, WrestleMania should be a culmination of that year, you know, because I guess that just doesn't make any sense. But I get it. You look at it like, yeah, but why would you put that over Stone Cold? And that's where I look and go, maybe it's just a big battle of investment taking on star power, nostalgia. Like I, I was invested in that Bianca uh, Becky match because I seen the build up to it. And I don't know why you holding your face. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? No, I don't. I, I hear what you, wait, no, well, wait. So do you think Bianca Belair should have been last? Well, see, another thing that'll itch me with this is that they came on. <laughs> wait, Look, wait, man, wait, not wait. Not no, 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 it, no it'll, I'm sorry. The promo that you spit was great. You just spit a great promo. Well, see, I probably spit facts. But it's the it fact just, you spit a great promo. And then I asked the question. So, do you think she should have been last? I was getting. Oh, I was getting. He was like, but then I was getting. I was getting. But it was another. Another thing that was going. Like I said, another bump in the road here. Let me get to that. Because um, they also had Charlotte and Ronda on the same night one. And I get it. Ronda won the Royal Rumble. Oh, you was moving the mic close. I thought she was about to you know, oh, no, hit me with it. No, no, I was just moving it over. But um, no, it's just I get it. Ronda won the Royal Rumble. And that was like we said, she we hadn't seen her in about two years, and now boom, here she is winning the Royal Rumble. Now she's gonna be in WrestleMania. What kind of you know what that's just out of nowhere type of just I get it. Ronda is a big name, mainstream wise. That's where I'm like investment versus just I guess star power, but you'll never get to that part if you just constantly go for the star power every time instead of building up the star power. And like I said, I look at those two matches coming after Bianca and Becky as star power and nostalgia. With Stone Cold being that nostalgia uh, pump, where people are like, oh, I know Stone Cold, that's my guy, Stone Cold, hell yeah. And Ronda Rousey being just a mainstream name, like she's just a, a name that's outside WWE as well. But when I look at in terms of build, in terms of a match that I want to be invested in, the match that I was looking forward to seeing, that was Bianca versus Becky. It, it had a story to it. And it had a story that was deserving of being paid off on the grandest stage. Whereas, like, Stone Cold and Ronda were just kind of tacked on just to ensure, like, people would, you know. But at the same time, you keep going that way. Then matches like I was just bringing up with Bianca and Becky, where I've been invested, me as a viewer that's been watching every week, seeing Bianca take her L's. Seeing Becky, you know, get her wins maybe a dirty way or whatever. And I can't wait to see somebody do that to her for real. 
not for real, but like actually, you know, take win, you know, because like I said, she was she Becky was still defending against Liv Morgan and things like that, and she would have to cheat to win. And that was that heat where you're like, Man, I can't wait till somebody finally get her. And that was the person that was gonna be that was Bianca. And it was built from SummerSlam. I didn't we, we didn't want to see her go out like that. Like you get this whole you just won your championship at the last WrestleMania and then you lose it that quick fashion to somebody that just returned at SummerSlam. So obviously some payoff was supposed to be there. And the best place to pay off something like that at the SummerSlam, which is the second biggest uh show of the year, WrestleMania. <laughs> Look, that's all I'm saying. Who what would this do you think Bianca and uh Becky should have went last? Yes. Yes? Wait. I'm gonna stand I'm gonna stand on it. No, it if was, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna look at the other two, I laughed is because you was like and then she lost at SummerSlam, which is the second biggest spot in the, which is the second biggest pay-per-view of all. I was like, is he giving us that whole storyline, like list to list of like factual evidence? I was like, this is crazy. Well, see, I'm just saying, like, that's the thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know it's Stone Cold. People are like, oh, you gonna put that over Stone Cold? You gonna put that over Ronda and Charlotte? Yeah, I would. In terms of what I've been me watching every week. That's why I've always felt like it's a slap to the face when somebody who's been sitting on a couch somewhere doing whatever is now, boom, I'm in the main event now. Now, how the heck is that person supposed to be able to get to that point if you keep constantly keep coming back, taking it from them? And then you'll go, well, you, you know, so-and-so, they can't draw. They can't because they're not putting in a position to even get a chance to do that. That match was fire. The story it told was fire. But yet it's all behind a bunch of nostalgia and other mainstream people that get brought in at the last second to win the Royal Rumble. So, no, that's why we crapped on the Royal Rumble, because two people that won it, they're not there every day, all, all the time. It's like, what's the point of wrestling every week, every house show, and when it comes down to the biggest part of it, you can't even be on the big stage like that? Why? You're not even getting a chance to be put in that position to be built to be to that point, like that person that's taking your spotlight is. You think Stone Cold would be where he was if somebody kept constantly coming back, pushing him back down the card at WrestleMania 15, 17, 14? No. He would, we would look at him and been like, oh, yeah, Stone Cold, he cool, but he never was a main event. Like, all he did was fight The Rock in, like, the third match towards the end. They kept getting showed up by whoever wanted to come back. All right, look. I disagree 100%. You had me all the way into the very last talking point because Bianca Belair had a great run. I'll give you that. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin. The man literally from retirement. The last time we seen this man wrestle was against The Rock. And wrestle what? At the, I forgot. You know what WrestleMania was. 19. Yeah, so like Devin's the WrestleMania guru. But I don't understand how you I understand Becky had to go through all that. You know, Bianca had to go through all that. Stone Cold literally got a call. You know, Vince McMahon didn't, they didn't, he had no idea what he was going to do. None of us had no idea what Stone Cold was going to do. We, we were talking about this for weeks. When this was rumored, we prayed this man wasn't going to wrestle. So when Kevin Owens said, I want, I suckered you here for a fight. When Stone Cold said, yes, that topped anything Becky and Bianca did that day. I'm sorry. It topped anything they did that day. When Stone Cold said, yes, I'm ready to wrestle. Throw everything that happened on WrestleMania night one out the window. Stone Cold's taking over. You want WrestleMania main event, Stone Cold? Get your, yes, yes. Yes. You see what happened? You when Stone Cold ends with crack cracking beers and you know dry, 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 chugging beers all over the place, everything, the lights flashing, stunners everywhere. It's amazing. That's a great family feel fun time. It was so nice. We seen it twice, night one and night two. Tops anything. They've had to put Stone Cold on the match card twice. I understand Bianco and everything she had to do. But it's, I, I, I read Aaron's text in the corner of my eye. There may be one more bigger draw in wrestling than Stone Cold. 
and I wasn't trying to see him, brother. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, nobody's trying to see that man. We need to get that man out of here. We tried. We tried to get him out the Hall of Fame. They just threw him back in there. I don't know why they did that. But I understand what you're trying to say. But I don't think she got snatched out of her opportunity. She got who got snatched out of their opportunity is somebody like a Liv Morgan, who had to show all that potential just to get you know get to, just to get her push flatlined by Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch just brutalized her that whole run. Becky brutalized through drop in the little run she had with her. I think about all the sacrifices that has to go through that to make Becky strong to get Bianca. Bianca had to flip Dewdrop over there at least 20 times to get over. You know, so it's stuff like that. You know, they've had the TV time. They had all that. And they got a spot at WrestleMania. And they tore the house down. It was amazing. She made it already. Don't be greedy, lady. Jesus Christ, Bianca. What? <laughs> I can, I can, no, I can, just, I, that way I can go in my time machine. And I can go all the way up to Stone Cold and be like, bro, you made a vent at WrestleMania 14. You made a vent at WrestleMania 15. You, wrestle, you made a vent at WrestleMania 17. Get out of here, Stone Cold. Don't be greedy, bro. Don't be greedy. Missy Man said, bro, I got some money for you. Stone Cold said, man, he did that little neck thing. He, I'm ready, brother. he said, I'm ready. See, but to see the thing, the reason why I wasn't so excited for him, because like I said, I've seen Stone Cold make an appearance at WrestleMania. So you've seen Bianca like Belair's make an appearance at WrestleMania. But that's the thing. One person's still wrestling and one person isn't. So. So what you want to see that, that person that hasn't wrestled in years still. But that's not. We didn't that know was, that he was gonna wrestle. That's what I'm see. That's what I'm saying. You trying to build it on just? Oh, I hope they. I hope they go crazy for this. They kept saying he was just gonna show up to the KO show, and he was like, "I'm gonna do that to you." But we ain't know he's gonna get a match. I seen Stone Cold come out to have an interaction with people. Did it lead to a match? No. It just leads to he gonna come out on that whatever they call the four wheeler thing. You know, he got the jorts on, all that good stuff. He popped some beers, thunder, and that's it. That's what I thought I was going to get. That's what they gave. That's what they were telling me. Like, we were hearing we may get a match, but we weren't sure. Am I glad that we got a match and it went the way it did? Yes. But leading up to it, me putting that card together, leading up to it, if I didn't know, well, I guess they knew what they were going to get, but I didn't know what we was going to get. That's why I looked at it like, well, why the heck is he going to be going last? I'm thinking I'm going to see another Stone Cold just come out. He stunned somebody. Yeah, that's it. Because I've seen it so many times at WrestleMania before. You fooled me one time. Shame on you. I hear. Me. Aaron says, I hear what Devin is saying, but look at it like this. We still talking about Bianca and Becky. It did its job. Should it have gone last year? Yeah, probably. But it still had its effect. So main event or not, it still did the trick. Same with Stone Cold, but Stone Cold. Had to have been the main event. That had to close out the show. This is how I'll be quiet on this. Okay. Y'all can keep y'all Stone Cold main event. Just let Becky and uh, Bianca be the ones that came right before it. Okay, Swap cool. the Ronda and Charlotte matches, and I showed up forever for that WrestleMania. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's go on, let's go on to some more foolishness, because this is the very <laughs> last foolishness. The Heel Turn Podcast. Because Thunder Rosa uh, had something to say. She was talking on Under the Ring. She says, and I quote, every match, talking about Britt Baker, every match that we had, it escalated to the next level. At first, we had our match. It was a regular match at beach break. And then at beach break. And then we had our tag matches and the lights out match. The rivalry we have is real. Now that I took the title from her, it's something that's not going to end. It's like The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Something similar. Or Trish Stratus and Lita. Something of that sort. Something that is never going to end. Our matches were definitely more physical in terms of female wrestling. We pushed a lot of boundaries that I don't think people were used to seeing women in the mainstream media doing most of that sort. Especially the last one. I probably watched it 10 times and I can tell you the amount of pain everyone that was a part of that match went through. From the wrestlers to the referees. It was very intense, and we definitely had the opportunity to elevate women's wrestling to another level with it. Devin, is this foolishness what she said? Obviously, people are saying, oh, she compared herself to Stone Cold versus The Rock. Did you see, you know, she compared her rivalry to Britt Baker? 
to Stone Cold and The Rock and Lita and Trish. But she says it's a lot more physical. You know, the last match they had was a steel cage match, but it had thumbtacks, kendo sticks. You know, she threw a, a raccoon rabies on her. She had to get tetanus shots, all that. You know, all the whole nine yards. Devin, all in all, what did you think about the Thunder Rosa comments? In terms of the comparison to the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin rivalry, in terms of accumulation as while how can I say your stakes getting higher in your matches. I I can see slightly where she's coming from. And I say that because you can go back and look at The Rock taking on Stone Cold for the IC title. You know, they weren't necessarily there just yet. But eventually their rivalry grew to the big WWE championship. But that's what I'm that's all I'm giving it. I'm not going to sit up there and go, well, it's just like that. Yeah. But in terms of just ascension and your rivalry, in terms of your stays getting high every time you guys are going at it, I, I can see that a bit. How you're, you know, you went from a regular match to then you went to the lights out match, then you went to the for the championship. And the, I can kind of see that escalation in terms of comparison. Cause like I said, they, the rock, you know, and then they were fighting over a mid card championship at one time. And they eventually got to the point where they're the big dogs at WrestleMania main events. But that's where I, I just I can't fully lean into that comparison she made fully. I, I can only really just give it in terms of just the escalation of your rivalry. I, I see that. Um it's tough. Aaron with the perfect <laughs> response. Bro, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker ain't even touching Sasha Banks and Bailey or Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Or Becky we'll and Charlotte. We'll see that they they never she never brought them names up. I'm just comparing what she gave me. That's no, see, he's just saying in general. That's just his. Yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. But yeah, just, no, no, yeah, but I, no, I agree with Aaron. Like it's just I'm looking at it based on the comparison she threw out there. That big, huge Rock versus Stone. That's a big comparison. And like I said, I can't fully agree with her on that. Trish and Lita. Uh, it's, I. In terms of just carrying like the entire like women's division, I, I can't, I can't. Cause we've seen, you know, in WWE, like you said, Sasha Banks, we've seen them in Hell in a Cell. We've seen them, you know, push the boundaries there too as well. And as an like, entire women's division, we've seen some hardcore women's stuff. Now we didn't see it as bloody and crazy as um Rip Baker and Thunder Rosa did, but we've seen those boundaries push before. So, I mean, it's not that far from, you know, being like, I've never seen that before. Oh, my God. But, like I said, the only thing I was going to give her in terms of that comparison is to the Rock and Stone Cold, just saying how your matches built over time to have higher and higher stakes where you're just, it's a bigger deal every time you guys step in the ring. That I was just going to say. Like I said, coming from just a regular match to now you guys are fighting for the big women's championship in the steel cage. That's where I was just, that's the only thing I was going to give her. But I like I agree. They're not touching like other big rivalries that have grown over the over the time. But in terms of that comparison that she threw out there, that's all I'm giving it. Uh, I gotta be honest. If you grabbed a handful of AEW women wrestlers, they would most likely you would be reviewing them on NXT. Like if you moved them over to the WWE, like. Aaron also says AEW has to do better in general with their women's division. I did ask for God Thunder Rosa was the champion. And that's the crazy part. I know why you forgot. Because she wasn't on TV yesterday. We saw Britt Baker. And so that's ridiculous. Thunder Rosa's not taken seriously. Thunder Rosa isn't. She's one of the. I, I like her. I really like Thunder Rosa as a wrestler. I don't know. I like Britt Baker as a character. I don't like her as a wrestler. She, she's all right. You know, she has potential, you know, but I don't think she's, she doesn't, you know, she's not there yet with me. So I don't understand the the Rock and Stone Cold comparison. I don't understand the, because where do you get that from? You know, I can understand. No, no, I don't even care if you was just like, well, just because it's never ending. Stop right there. Stop. Okay. Stop the tape. Shut up. Like, you know, it's just like, hey, stop. Okay, cool. That's all you had to say. But it's going into the physicality. Number one, nobody liked that match like it's i'm not saying that as a bad way they're talking about listen to all the going back to the darby ellen 
uh, topic that we were talking about. Listen to how she's saying all the pain we went through, the suffering, the fight. We all have forgot about that. And that was a random episode on Dynamite. So it's like, how are you trying to, you're there, you guys are putting your bodies on the line. You guys are young. You, some of you guys are just, are just getting into the business and you're putting your bodies on the line and we're forgetting about it literally, not even the next day. It's kind of sad. So I wish they can reserve themselves. Thunder Rosa, you tweaking. Devin, this dream match real fast. The Heel Turn Podcast. Real quick, because we're really insanely low on time. Drew McIntyre taking on Shawn Michaels. Who do you have going into this match? Man, look, okay. Shawn Michaels, you're a legend. You're a heartbreak kid. But I'm sorry I'm going with Drew McIntyre in this one. I've seen Drew McIntyre topple the beast Brock Lesnar. I've seen this man kick out of numerous F5s. Man's durability is another level. Obviously, he can't be beat, but I feel like in this match with Shawn Michaels, that will not be what will be occurring. I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels, you're cool. You, 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 I, <laughs> I hate to just say you're cool. Like, I know that's probably just really taking it low right there. But in a match, I'm saying one-on-one with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre just going to have a, he, he gonna have a size advantage, obviously, a power advantage, obviously. And like I said, I've seen that man come back from some stuff that, shoot, I don't know if Shawn Michaels probably could have. You thinking Shawn Michaels kicking out of numerous F5s? I don't think so. I'm sorry. Like I he's Mr. WrestleMania. I get it. He's lasted in Iron Man matches. I get it. But on a one-on-one match between him and Drew McIntyre, hey, it's basically Sweet Chain Music versus a Claymore. And I'm picking the Claymore every time. I got Shawn Michaels going into this match because Look, Drew McIntyre cool and all that durability. I ain't see none of that durability. I ain't see none of that durability when he was face down at WrestleMania, getting choked out, getting pretzeled by Bobby Lashley. I don't know. That's that was that was my last experience of him seeing him when he was champion. You know that was, that's all I gotta say. That durability was looking good there. But look, I Shawn Michaels obviously fighting greats. He put a he had to put away the likes of he's beaten. He has beaten John Cena before, even though John Cena has whooped him from left and right all over the place. He has one win over John Cena. Look it up, kids. Look it up, kids. Shawn Michaels does has one win over John Cena. He has wins over Triple H. He has wins over, over freaking, oh, he's fought The Undertaker over numerous amount of times. Granted, I don't think, I don't think Drew McIntyre can even step up close to The Undertaker. So that's just me though. Wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about Undertaker, Shawn Michaels Undertaker, not Undertaker I get it, I get it, I get it. Because it's like, I don't know, because how can we, how, how can we explain wrestling logic when it's like Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar, who beat Drew McIntyre, who lost to Bobby Lashley, who okay. lost to... I see what you said, okay, yeah, yeah, that is, I mean, it is, it is kind of froggy, it's hard to really get a good footing on it, but we try our best. Right, it's like we literally are just like... That's what I was going to say. I'm like, you mean to tell me he can't be Undertaker, but he beat Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker. Right, it's like, yeah, so it's just a horrible like, freaking... It's tough. So that mean at that point, that would mean Bobby, you know what? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so that means Bobby just beats everybody in this matter. Bobby is just going and just running wild on everybody. But... This is why I still have Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is still fighting legends. Shawn Michaels is still out here fighting ghosts. When before he lost the smile, this man was great greatness personified. You can give me any type of generation of Shawn Michaels, and he's gonna he's the showstopper for a reason. He's a, he can be technical when he needs to. He got that sharpshooter. He'll whip it out when he needs to, especially in Canada. Yeah, they know what's up. So that's that's just Shawn Michaels, a healing himself. You know, a legend in his own right, and that's sweet chair music. Can knock Drew McIntyre's lights out. I'm not saying Shawn Michaels gonna kick out of a Claymore, but I think he could dodge a Claymore. So 
That's all I have to say. Shawn Michaels for the win. Devin, is there anything you want to say before you before we close the show out? Yes, and I'm gonna make it quick. I say every week, and I don't know if I fulfill that promise a lot of time. But, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, whoever is listening or watching at this current moment in time, it's the Hill Turn Podcast. It is Devin Crown Jr. We're bringing it to you. It may get a little crazy. It may get a little heated. That's what you came for, right? That's what you signed up for. And you ain't really signed up nothing because we ain't put no papers in your face. But I said I'm going to make it short, and I am. This is Devin Crouch from the Hill Turn Podcast. It's hot out here in the Midwest or Northwest, whatever you want to call this. And your brother has been sweaty. I'm going to hand it back over to the man who's used to the heat out there in Arizona where it never rains. You got to make sure you put lotion on your knees because it's going to be hot. You don't want to be hot nasty. Nobody wants that combination at all. You're going to be wearing them shorts. Something like that. At least that's what my experience was when I was there. May not be the same for everybody, but I'm done blabbing on at this point. And I'm going to hand it over to the man that's on the west. The man that's on my left. Isaiah Jackson. Thank you. Thank you for that. Look. Well, I said thank you. No, I'm just like, I get this man just great. Like, just, I get a mic. Look, like, he be handing the mic to me like, here, how are you doing? I'm like, man, I be throwing out fireworks and stuff. I be going crazy. Like, I said, just Junior. And they just be, thank you. Look, I appreciate, I appreciate your services. <laughs> Look, uh, we got big news. Well, I'm just going to say it right now. We're working on a series. Me and Devin are having an extended series called True Colors. True Colors is going to be a, a small little uh, biography type of narrative type of series where we just go over the most famous heel turns that have taken place. And we're going to go most recent. Some we're going to go back way back. Back at the time, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spoil you guys. We're gonna make you guys real nice. So be on the lookout when the heel turn posts true colors. Dot dot. You know you're gonna have the colon. Dot dot. And the first episode, we don't know what the first episode is gonna be. We're gonna work on it over the weekend and be on the lookout for it real soon. Be able to text in the text line. Make sure you text me in two one nine two three zero heel. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.